Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we're going to talk about archery basics for deer hunting. Now, when I say archery, I'm encompassing both crossbow hunting as well as traditional archery hunting, but I'm leaning towards and focusing on crossbow is what I'm going to be talking about mostly. Now, 90% of what I'm going to talk about today is interchangeable between the two, but because it's a new hunter's guide, we're talking to new hunters or people that are new to hunting deer or new to archery, we're talking about crossbows because that's the easiest entry point. That's the fastest way to maximize your time in the woods without learning a significant new skill, which is archery, and you're able to get up and started a lot faster. So what are the basics to archery hunting, specifically geared or leaning towards crossbow hunting? Well, number one, well, number one, number the top two things you need to think about are one, concealment, number two, range. Now, of course, if, if you listen to all the episodes that have come prior to this, uh, it's all about also, you know, you have to have to be deer there, you've got to find deer, you got to know where they're at in the area, on the trail, you got to have uh, a plan in place. You got to have some way to, to know or to manage deer movement, mock scrapes, water holes, food plots, um, access trails. You know, all of those things have been other episodes. So go back, check out those. We can't cover all that all at once. Um, but I'm just going to assume you guys have listened to those or you've got access to those on the website, newhuntersguide.com or iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you're at. And today we're going to be talking about um, the, the two biggest parts, which are concealment and range. So concealment. I've known people that have hunted archery, that have hunted deer on the ground, um, either literally walking, still hunting, or just sitting on the ground waiting for deer to come by with a bow, that is tough. That is really, really, really tough. Excuse me. The reason it's tough is because of range. Now, hunting deer on the ground with a rifle is difficult, but you know, you're able to get a much farther shot and an easier shot. Hunting deer with a bow is exponentially more difficult on the ground. So you need to have concealment. Two main ways to do this. You need a tree stand or plan B would be a blind. 
I recommend the tree stand. Get yourself 15, 20 feet off the ground, and it's literally like you have become magically invisible to a degree. Uh, it's almost, The first time I hunted from a tree, it was like cheating. I felt like I was cheating. After years of hunting on the ground, I felt like climbing up into a tree was literally cheating. Um, but get yourself in a tree or a hunting blind. There's not always a place you can put a tree. Or maybe you're not willing to, to commit to that level yet of getting into a tree. Maybe you've got some fear of heights. I was a guy with massive fear of heights. I mean, I would not climb a ladder. But after years of hunting on the ground and being horribly unsuccessful and outmatched and outfoxed, I decided, you know what, I had to face my fear if I ever wanted this thing to work out. And it took me a little bit, it took me some work, it took me some pushing, but I pretty much conquered that fear when it comes to hunting out of a tree stand. And you can too. You absolutely can. But you can also use a hunting blind. And I don't know why I didn't start there, probably because I didn't have the New Hunter's Guide podcast to, to give me these ideas and, and insights. I just sort of had to bumble along and figure it out on my own. But you can get a blind, which is basically a little camo tent with openings on, you know, you open one side of it. So even if deer walk behind you, they can't see you and you're able to wait until they are in range and you're able to get a good shot. So you either need to be in a tree stand or you need to have a blind. I recommend the tree stand, but the blind is a comfortable second. The second part about that is range. Ideally, you want to be have about a 20-yard shot. I think 20 yards is what I would consider optimal. That goes for crossbow and regular bow. Now, people say, well, you know, crossbow can easily punch out to 50 yards. They make super crossbows that'll punch out to 100 yards. Yep, got it, can do, I like it, it's a good feature. Glad you have the flexibility. That's not what we plan for though. You wanna get a 20 yard shot. Here's the reason, one, accuracy. Uh, it's, it's, I don't wanna say it's more difficult to shoot a crossbow accurately than a rifle, but often if you're in an archery stand, you don't have the luxury of a rest, of a shooting bar of something that you can lean the, the, the crossbow on like you can a rifle that helps you take a longer shot. Number two, with a rifle at 100 yards or 200 yards, you are losing speed on the bullet, but you're not losing that much speed. You still have more than enough speed to do the job if you can put the bullet in the right spot. So there's no technical limitation. It becomes a shooter limitation. Of course, everybody is a sniper and can hit a deer right in the perfect three-inch circle at 100 yards or 300 yards every time, or they like to imagine they can. But we bring it back. For archery hunting, you, you don't have a lot of margin. You need to really hit the deer in the kill zone consistently every time in order to avoid, one, a big chase, and two, causing the animal unnecessary suffering. So we want to plan for a closer shot so you have more speed on the arrow, more power, more accuracy, and you're able to do the job better. Now when it comes to a regular bow, um, most people are, are proficient out to maybe 30 yards. 50 yards is downright almost impossible for the average person. So. 20 yards is a good, comfortable shot. 
even with a regular bow. But much beyond that starts to get more difficult every yard you take. Crossbow, you have more range, you have more flexibility, you have more options. But at the same time, you're still losing speed. And you're a new hunter. You will imagine yourself to be a great marksman, but to be honest with you, your, your level probably isn't as far as you think that it is. So plan for, set yourself up to be able to take a 20-yard shot. If you know where the deer movement is, if you know where the trail is, if you know where the, the mock scrape is, or the water hole, or the travel corridor that leads to the food plot, or whatever, you know, wherever you know that deer movement is, or you have reason to believe they're going to be, you want to set up so that you are 20 yards away from them coming through being in that perfect spot. Now, accuracy is a deal with crossbows. The, it's, it's, they're more accurate, they're easier to shoot than a regular bow, but still, accuracy and range have a significant play. So, my crossbow, yours may be different. The regular crosshair is true up to about 30 yards. 30 to 35 yards. I mean, literally from point blank to 30 to 35 yards, wherever I put that crosshair, that's where the arrow is going to be. The further out you get beyond 30 yards, that arrow begins to drop fast. And the further you go, the faster it drops. So at 35 yards, chances are I'm going to be using the next crosshair down. At 40 yards, 45 yards, I'm the next crosshair down. And at 50 yards, I'm the bottom crosshair most likely. And any further than 50 yards, I don't want to take that shot, period. But that arrow begins to drop off fast after about 30 yards. Now your crossbow may be different. Yours may give you a little more. Yours may give you a little less. It all depends on the trajectory, how far the scope is mounted off the gun, what kind of arrows you're using, you know, the list of potential qualifiers goes on and on. But that's why you need to get to the range. You need to practice with whatever you're shooting, regular bow or crossbow, and not just three or four shots. You need to shoot dozens and dozens of shots, and you probably want to go out on a couple different days with different conditions. It's good to do a sunny day. It's good to do a cloudy day. It's good to shoot from different positions. You ought to shoot a dozen shots from a bench. Get yourself sighted in. You ought to shoot a dozen shots standing, kneeling, sitting, um, or however you might actually end up shooting in real life. Do this a couple times. Get yourself really familiar with it. Understand your range. Know how far you can shoot. And again, we're talking about 20 yards because that's going to be spot on every time for most crossbows and most shooters. You're gonna have, be able to, to hit whatever you want at that range, most likely. You Can you do closer? Of course you can. But uh, I don't like the plan for the deer having to be closer than 20 yards. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Trying to say, oh, I want to get that deer within 10 yards. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that, and there's a couple reasons. One, I think the closer they get to you, the easier it is to detect you. And two, angles. You're shooting down from a tree stand. If you're in a tree, of course. If you're, you're shooting down. So the closer they are to the tree, the more straight down that shot. If they're directly under the tree, you're pretty much shooting straight through their spine trying to get to their heart. Not a great idea. You want them to be further, far enough away that you can get a good broadside shot without it having too much downward angle because then you have to become a geometry expert to determine where the, the arrow is going to come in and where it's going to go out. Because it's going to come in higher on the deer and go out lower in the deer. And you got to be able to calculate in your brain where the vital area is because you got this downward geometry. And most new hunters, um, they're not up for that chat task their first day out, right? That, that takes experience. That takes a lot of thought. That takes a lot of shooting to get good at that, be able to do that on the fly. You want that deer to be some distance away from you so that you can have a straighter on shot. That's just geometry. Same thing with regular bow or crossbow. So you want to get yourself, I think 20 yards is ideal. 25 is fine. 15 is okay. Closer than 15, you just, you're starting to run into that issue. Now it all depends on what angle they are when they're walking. What's the terrain? How are they relative to you? On and on, blah, blah, blah. But we're talking about the rule of thumb. So if there's a place where deer are walking... If there's a water hole, if there's a mock scrape, if there's a travel corridor, don't set up 40 yards for, back from that and think, well, you know, I want to be far enough away so that I've got more concealment or, you know, I know my bow can shoot 50, so I'm going to set up at 40. No, don't, don't put yourself in that position because here's what will happen, okay? That you're going to see that deer coming out. They're walking. They're at 40 yards away, just like you planned because you did your homework You've listened to all these episodes, you've set stuff up, you've, you've put your trail cams out, you've tested your mock scrapes, you've, you've researched where their travel corridors are, so they're in the place that you, you expected them to be, right on, you're 40 yards away, your heart starts pumping, the adrenaline starts pumping, you've been sitting there for hours, your arms are tired, your whole body's fatigued, maybe you're hungry, now you got adrenaline flowing through you. You pick up that crossbow and you've got nothing to rest it on because you're sitting in a you're sitting in an archery stand because they're light and cheap and easy to put up. 
and your arms are shaking because they're tired, because there's adrenaline, because you're nervous, you pull up 40 yards, you miss that deer completely. You just can't even get the crosshair to stay on the right spot long enough to take the shot. Whereas at 20 yards, there's some margin for that. 20 yards, it's a lot easier to deal with those, that adrenaline. It's a lot easier to deal with that arm fatigue. It's a lot easier to deal with that shot with no rest. If you think, oh, well, I keep going to the shooting range and shooting from a bench rest at 50 yards, I'm, I've got myself to the point where I'm dead on, so 40 should be easy. No, that's not how it works in the real world. It's never the way it is at the shooting range. When everything's perfect, when there's no deer in front of you, um, when there's nothing else going on, when there's no sun in your eyes, when you haven't been sitting there for three, four, or 10, or 15 hours, it's a different world, a different universe when you're at the range. Or whether when you're in the woods versus at the range. So you need to put the, the, you need to put the deer in the ideal place, which is 20 yards. If they're out at 40 yards, then you really need to think about, you know, do I take this shot or not? I've got it pegs for them to be closer. I've got this whole thing planned out. You need to, you need to know your, your limits. You need to know what condition you're in. You need to know, can I hit this right now from where I am? You really got to think about it. Um, and, you know, there's just, there's a lot of things to it. So you, you need to put that deer closer than you think they have to be. And 20 yards is ideal. It gives you some margin. If you're shaking, if your arms are tired, you can still probably shoulder a crossbow without a rest and have a good chance of hitting them right in the kill zone. Remember, you're not trying to just hit the deer. You're trying to hit them right in the kill zone so that you don't have to chase them for three days and nights. So that deer doesn't suffer for three days and nights. And so you walk home with a deer. So it's all about range and concealment. If you're in a tree, chances are, if they don't see you at 40, they're not going to see you at 20 either. If you're in a blind, chances are, if they don't see you at 40, they're not going to see you at 20 either. Each has its own um, pros and cons, its own ups and downs. So you need to think about it. You need to plan this out in your head. You need to get sufficient cover. You need to have proper range and you know if a deer comes by at 40 and you pull up that crossbow and your arms are shaking because of fatigue and nerves and adrenaline and you can't keep that cross here right where you need it to be don't take that shot it's better to not take that shot than it is to take the shot and miss or worse hit the deer with a shot that doesn't take it down quickly don't do it if you don't shoot You've got every other deer in the woods. But once you take a shot and you got to go chase that deer, you have disturbed everything. Your hunt's over. You either got that deer or you didn't. And the day's over. The week might be over. But if you don't pull the trigger, it could be five minutes before you have one at the right range. So don't take a shot that you're not comfortable and confident taking. If, you're, if you want to you wanna, you know, push your limits, if you want to, you know live on the edge take those long distance shots at the range take those standing shots with your arms tired you know pick up your crossbow and hold it shouldered for five minutes till your arms are fatigued 
and then take a shot at the range where you've got a backstop where the only potential penalty is you might break an arrow but practice and do that there learn your limits there don't learn trying to learn them in the woods and and wound an animal that you don't recover or blow up your hunt it's not worth it uh so as always you know Make sure you guys head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, for the show notes, for more information, for all the other episodes that we've done on the subject. Um, And if you haven't listened to the episode on crossbow hunting, you need to do that. You need to make sure you go back and listen to that one. And there's a lot of resources that we've got here for deer hunting, for how to set up the right place, how to find the right spot. Do that get into these materials. I wish I had these materials when I was you guys. I do. I wish I had this pod. That's why I started this podcast is because I had nothing to go on. Every podcast I could find was on episode 357 talking with big professional big game hunter so-and-so from Montana about his last, um, you know, mega elk hunt. And I'm sitting here like, you know, what gun do you use to shoot a deer? I don't know. How do you even figure this out? So because I had to fight through it myself, that's the reason why I decided eventually, you know what, there needs to be something out there for everybody else who's in my position that didn't grow up hunting, that didn't have all the answers since they were nine years old, and to try to figure this thing out as an adult. So till next time, God bless you guys. Hope this is helpful. Go get them in the woods. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv brave anglers search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv